about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Cooking with Peg, and I am a dog, and this title of my show is Everything's Food. <laughs> Welcome to my cooking show where everything is food. I'm walking down the block and there's a leaf on the ground. It's food. And really, I'm kind of a raw, raw food aficionado. Yes, <laughs> I do not prepare my meals at all. If it's an acorn, I prefer that it's fresh off the tree. She's I like a bit of a freegan. I like to see if I can poop it out whole because everything's food. Coming up next. <laughs> I'm your host, Peggy Pickles, and today we will be enjoying a casserole <laughs> of, of chewing gum and chicken wings. Chewing gum, chicken wing bones, and a bit yes. of shoe lining. <laughs> uh, yeah, and my mother's slipper to top it off. <laughs> Maybe that'd be dessert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And now she is sleeping like an angel while we podcast. Sleeping or depressed with arms just splayed out. Yeah. Welcome to Who Cares, where we talk exclusively about our dog. <laughs> oh, you're not into dogs? Sorry, not the podcast for you. This used to be a podcast about sex and love and marriage, <laughs> mental health and well-being, staying connected to your community, social justice, and now it's about our dog. Yep, Peggy dog only. Pickles. Dog only. I'm looking at a portrait of her while she's laying between my legs. Yeah. Does it get any better than this? Oh, man. I wonder if she even knows how much we worship her and adore her. She definitely doesn't. <laughs> like she does, but not like we do. Yeah. She don't. She don't got the brain, the bandwidth to uh, comprehend such. Peggy, close your ears. Your mother's saying that you have a pea brain. <laughs> Peggy, I'm saying you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but right. you're adorable. All right. Enough. All yeah, right. Enough of enough. the dog. There's so much going on in the world. There's an impeachment trial. Oh, geez. There's this is why I have to talk about the dog, because otherwise I will walk into the street naked waiting for a truck to hit me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I cannot take the world. Hun, if a truck hits you while you're naked, it'll bounce off of those enormous pregnant mams. What? She's got boobs akimbo over here. They're not akimbo. I don't even know what that means. It's like they're going out to the <laughs> side. <laughs> if you were laying on your back, they'd be boobs akimbo. Sure. Fine. Uh, yeah. So there's things happening in the world, but we are just keeping our lives small. So we're obsessing about our dog. Um, We're not keeping them that small, though. No. Like, we're not, like, isolating and, like, secluding because we don't want to deal. Like, Well, do you remember our day yesterday? Well, we need that. That's the thing, though. You got to balance, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So we both had busy work weeks. Didn't see each other that much. I was late nights. I was working like nine, ten hours a day, and I was listening to the impeachment hearings while I was working, just, just to relax, just to unwind. Yeah, because when you're doing physically challenging work, it, you want to also challenge your brain. Yes, correct. You want to get fired up on all cylinders, yeah. while also. For me, putting pins into garments on a foam core board over and over and over and over again. While the news cycle is doing that to your brain. Yeah. 
my uh, index finger is completely calloused and numb, actually, Aww. from <laughs> how much spinning I was doing. I know, it's sad. Yeah, but you also spend a lot of time, like, bending over and getting down on your knees. It's and manual like- labor. It's well-paid manual labor, but it's manual labor, yeah. for sure. I went from waitressing to styling. Turns out it's just better paid service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But with that said, I listened to the impeachment hearings and, uh, you know, we know he did it, but a lot of people don't care. Yeah. Because they've decided that they just think he's the tits and that's all there is to it. But also you and I are like, yeah, okay, fine, quid pro quo, but also like, sexual predator like there's a number of other things i think he should be kicked out of office for before even any of this yeah i mean i just think it's pretty cool that this country uh can now just be run by thugs yeah and uh mobsters and just like crooks crooks and mobsters and the russians i just listened to a fresh air episode oh that's what that was i couldn't think of what the yeah, I listened to this episode and this author was on and she wrote a book about how Putin does business mm. and how the Russians uh, just routinely assassinate people around the world cool. uh, all the time and how they do it cool, cool, cool. with like poison uh-huh. and just like random hits. Uh, and it's like Trump thinks that's cool. Like Trump knows oh, yeah. that happens, but he still wants to work with Putin and like they're having phone calls all the time that we don't know about. Like, what's going on? And all these, like, dudes and occasional dumbass women that, like, are just, like, up Trump's ass are because they're like, oh, if we follow this thug, then, like, we too will have, like, power and money and yeah. influence in the same way. Like, who gives a fuck about our country? Like, will be powerful like Trump is. Yeah. And it's all a shim sham flim flam and who gives a fuck about the flippity flop. Common decency and representing your country and taking care of the people of your country when you can just like roll around Scrooge McDuck style in them bills. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to they're, that's what they all are trying to do is they want to go swimming in that coin bath. Coins. That's that that is the problem. Everybody our age and like the generation or two before us is obsessed with getting rich and powerful. And it's only because of DuckTales. It's DuckTales, They baby. watch the opening of DuckTales and they're like, I want to go swimming in that money. Let me tell you what the impeachment hearings are. DuckTales. This is DuckTales <laughs> 2.0. We got Trump McDuck. We got Nunez McDuck. Oh, Truly, Devin Nunez is just the biggest drama Drama queen. queen. He is serving full drama queen. He's like, hi, welcome to the hearings. Welcome to the farce of the century. You've been cast as the lead role, but the ratings are going down. (laughs) Like, he, the irony, the irony of it all is like that he is engaging in the most absurd dramatic hyperbole display yeah and is calling the democrats the drama queens he's like oh have you heard this is a broadway production and it's time for my number (laughs) he's got tap shoes under that damn desk the whole time however i do love the 
like the 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 shade and the dragginess of like him and what's his name sitting next to Adam Schiff, like yeah. sitting next to each other, just fucking icy. Like they are RuPaul. They're eighteen inches apart. They're RuPaul when she's like hearing what the judges are saying and she never looks at oh, anybody. She never turns her head. She just looks <laughs> straight forward, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like li- like maybe putting it, but Adam Schiff isn't even doing that. They're just yeah. icing each other. Adam Schiff did pull a sort of uh, petty move the when other he day. Went out. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was so lame. I, I did was too. I was listening. Was that the Daily? They were recapping that, and I was like, yeah, that is lame. Because the Democrats are also like these parties. They They're are all, just yeah. Everyone's power hungry. They all want the same thing, but maybe in different ways, and maybe some of them are better for our country than others. But yeah, I I thought yeah he had a press conference out there that I don't like that like I didn't like that anything either. he could have said in that press conference was already very obviously uh, painted by the time Sondland like at that point of Sondland's in opening the remarks. public hearings that people were watching like yeah. and yeah that I was just like why are you doing that and playing into the storyline of this being like a for sh- television ratings. Yeah. A shim sham shift flam. That was, re- uh, that was kind of weird. That was yeah. a bit shocking, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it's even shocking at this point <laughs> to be yeah. honest. But the real star of this week was, uh, what's her name? Miriam Abramovich. No, I'm not. Fiona no, Hill? Not yes, yes, yes. Doctor Hill. I didn't watch her testimony. Was Ooh. there was there good stuff in there? Ooh, she was giving it to him. Did she have a British accent? Yeah. Yeah, I heard she's that. a Russian cool. expert. Yeah. Like that is her title. I am amazed by these people that are we are getting to learn about now. Like what kind of cool jobs they have. Like they're and they're how like hard. They're working too. with spies. They're like learning about the culture. Who knows what kind of shit they know that goes down in the world? It's also well, and that's she was just like badass and really was like speaking truth to power to both sides about like this is how shit really happens yeah. and like and she also like called mom what's his name Sondland was like saying he had some coffee with her that she got really emotional and she just like straight up was like well. Yeah, I got a little upset with him, but, you know, as a woman, like, if you do anything outside of just, like, speaking calmly and, like, submissively, usually you're talked about as if you're having some hysterical moment. And so she really was just, like, and it wasn't even, they didn't even have a coffee. They, like, talked by the fucking water fountain for, like, a second. Yeah. Like, he was just making shit up. And there's a lot of, like... He seems like such a doofus. There's also, like these women that are kind of stepping up and, and speaking calmly and eloquently and how they're still being like fucking red to fill. Yeah. But like here they are just these like government agents that are like, have been in this world for so many years, just fucking dealing with, I can't imagine yeah the level of bullshit that they have to deal with all the time. I think it's interesting that when, women are on the stand like that like you think of uh blazy ford during Mm -hmm, the kavanaugh mm -hmm. hearings uh or or any of the women we've seen the last couple weeks during these impeachment trials like if they are put into a corner and if they're feeling threatened like emotionally by the men in the room by the people in the room they'll tend to come across as like they're about to cry like their voices will crack maybe they will tear up 
whatever. But when a guy is put in that position, like Michael Cohen or Sondland uh, or uh, any of these other men that are kind of like put in these uncomfortable positions, they'll like speak louder. Yeah. Or they will. Um, none of them are like tearing up like they're going to cry. Like they but get. We didn't see anybody tear up during the impeachments. I mean, like maybe Blasey Ford got a little. I mean, you'll just hear voices crack. And I'm not I'm not saying anything about that. what I'm saying is that it's just interesting that. I, there probably is like a biological chemical difference that goes on in uh, a woman's body compared to a man's. And we put some kind of value on that. Like we like we see we like the general public might see a woman as weaker or more timid or easier to push over because of that, maybe. Yeah, but even the whole during the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing. That was like a point that people kept making is that how composed Christine Blasey Ford was. The poise. And Brett Kavanaugh was the one that was a fucking hysterical mess. Like, and his voice was cracking and he sounded like he was about to cry and was like yelling and like, like her voice might have cracked once or twice, but she was like fucking solid. Yeah. Like saying what happened, answering the questions directly. So I'm not exactly sure what your point is, but I'm just saying that men and women <laughs> are like different. They they look and sound different sometimes, and sometimes people think that means something when in reality it doesn't mean anything at all. Uh, I don't update know if on that's Peggy. True, but. Just a quick update. <laughs> she is um, Peggy. Our dog is lapping at my feet, bathing right now. your foot, just full tonguing it all the way up and down. It's pretty gross slash relaxing yeah you're i think you engage uh with the cleaning a bit more than i do with her licking you mean yeah like quote unquote air quote cleaning (laughs) with her disgusting mouth that she eats welcome to food everything is food i'm peggy pickles and today i will be experimenting with the uh uh, scat of my neighbor's uh, my neighbor's scat <laughs> um, although I have once I read that licking licking for dogs gives them uh, bonding well yes but it gives them I don't know if it's endorphins or what do we have? Dopamine. Yeah, serotonin. it's like it's like a dopamine serotonin thing for them. She's that getting it, like, drunk off my feet it, right it now. It like soothes them, and like makes them calm and relaxed. So once I read that, I like will permit it occasionally on the hand or the foot or something. But yeah. then I usually am like, okay, that's enough. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope your levels have balanced out. Anyway. Um, that those are our hot takes on the impeachment. What yeah. if, do you have anything else to say? We are political commentators about comparing men and women in a way that was confusing and out of nowhere to me. Well, I guess what I'm saying is women tend to shop. <laughs> As we know, women be shopping. They tend to shop. They tend to spend the man's money. You know what I found? He's out here just trying to make a living what i found interesting like as a wardrobe stylist somebody who thinks about clothes uh it is interesting to watch like government things like this and it's just like people just gotta look boring in the same yeah like that is a job requirement yeah what was her name williams who worked for pence 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what her first name is, but she had like a pretty sassy blazer on that looked like it fit her really well. And it was like, it was way more fashionable than anything else I had seen. Yeah. And I I thought, I I thought to myself, I wonder if people are going to give her shit for that. Like just because it was slightly fashionable and fit her well. Right. Like showed off a figure. Because I do think that there is just, who's the, who is the Ukrainian diplomat that they were just fucking, he's like tweeting about and being a terrible person to. I can't think of how to pronounce her last name. Yamovich. Oh, Yabramovich. Yabramovich. Was that what it was? Maria. No. Maria Abramovich. <laughs> the artist. <laughs> Marina Abramovich. Yes. She Maria. Was, she was stepping in. <laughs> to do performance art during the impeachment hearings. I wish. You want to see drama, Devin Nunez. <laughs> She'll just sit and have a staring contest with you. <laughs> staring contest, you go. Devin, you're up. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that woman, 30 years of work, and you could see it in that hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She, um, I was like, oh, that practical, that practical short haircut and blowout, you know, that's like not, her job is not about having a good haircut. She's got shit to do. No, she's got like the fate of nations and, and global politics in the balance. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, those are our hot takes. Probably not that hot or intelligent, but (laughs) We're out here. We're just watching. We're yeah. we're we're observing. We are bleeding heart liberals that think our president's a criminal <laughs> and a racist sexual predator. I mean, one thing that has to be we would be remiss to not mention, though, uh, and this is an interesting point that when it comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder what that does mean. I have a feeling it's bad in the grand scheme, but the economy is booming right now. Oh, please. Like things are going really, really well. But on according Wall to Street. like Wall Street, right? But I wonder if it's because Trump is just continuously like, like, like there's certain environmental policies and like tax policies that these corporations don't have to like deal with. Yeah. Like, like things have been loosened so much that uh, are we just, is it just going to cause like, climate climactic climatic uh and wall catastrophe Street, wall yes i mean i think so uh and i am a scientist but <laughs> but like how's your 401k looking you know well i don't have one so i don't know. i think you do i think you do i don't have a 401k from who where I don't know. <laughs> uh but i've heard Many intelligent people, none of which I can name right now, discuss how uh, Wall Street does not have anything to do with about whether or not people are employed or working. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it has something to do with it, but like how Wall Street is doing doesn't have anything to do with the fact that like people are still unemployed. They're like living on food stamps and like there aren't enough different types of jobs and people aren't making like a fair livable wage so like okay wall street might be booming but like people are still suffering if not more yeah and these other ways that nobody's fucking talking about economically yeah you know because they think of those as like social issues what do you think of andrew yang with the uh the minimum income that 
the government would supply. And his main thing is like, because automation is taking over the workforce, people will, so many people will be out of jobs Mm. and there will be a reality sometime, perhaps in our lifetimes where we just don't need everyone to work yeah, and like not everyone can work. And those people need resources too. And they need to get money to afford to live too. Uh, that's kind of a mind trip like to think about, you know, man, (laughs) was there a question? Uh, just that, do you think he's onto something with providing an income for people who don't work? Is he thought of as like socialist or capitalist socialist or? I think he's a capitalist because he, I believe, is a businessman. He is, right? Yeah. Uh, but he, he comes from like tech and he's a smart guy. and Because uh, I feel like he talks about things like that certainly seems like a socialist concept yeah uh i really like him he'll never get the nomination but i actually think and i was telling you this on the phone uh yeah, early, guys we talk about this stuff on earlier the phone. in the week that i have decided i really like um pete Buttigieg. oh Buttigieg. and i think i i like him for the same reasons that i like andrew yang that they're young. Yeah. They're really smart. They're much smarter than me or you. <laughs> yeah. This podcast would be way more interesting if we had either Andrew Yang or Pete Buttigieg. Uh. Um, and not to be ageist, but I guess it, it's going to sound ageist. Uh, I do. I think it's important, especially right now, to have... A younger person who understands the internet, the internet, (laughs) Uh, but also just how, how much things are changing and how tech does influence like our economy and what's going on in the world and, but are also more socially progressive. And it's like, we, we need somebody who's smart and younger than fucking 70 or 80 years old at the same time. Of course I love Warren. Of course I love Bernie. And I would be happy to support either of them. And I actually don't know if these like younger Democratic hopefuls will even get the nomination. But I think there is something to be said for a younger generation of highly intelligent, socially aware people that could like really fucking turn some goddamn things around here. Yeah. It is weird that we elect people into power who are like dying like (laughs) trump trump won't trump probably won't live for another 10 years i mean god willing like if he if he leaves office he's gonna eat so many more cheeseburgers and take so many more drugs and if he stays in office this job i mean he can't not be stressed out you know this i don't know narcissism is probably a hell of a drug yeah and and he's most definitely on amphetamines to to have the energy he has. What were you telling me the ridiculous quote he said that Melania's son? <laughs> Something about Melania's son. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that oh, was Oh no, me. my dad told me that that he was like talking about Melania and he re- and he referred to his son his own son as Melania's son and then like caught himself and was like uh I'm also mine or like something so stupid. Is that Baron Trump? 
Yes. Oh, should we name our kid Baron? Yeah, baby. We were looking at names. Anyway, uh, those are my political hot takes. Um, I'm invested, but also emotional because I'm a woman. And everything's garbage. And I think Elizabeth Warren is the mother we need. And I love Maxine Waters. And... <laughs> She's not running. I know, but like we need, uh, God, I wish like what I would give for a Maxine Waters presidency. I know she's not young, but the bitch knows what's up. Okay. Anti-Maxine. Anti-Maxine. However, you had suggested a Warren Buttigieg ticket. Oh, I'd lose it. That gets you going? I'd lose it. (laughs) Elizabeth Warren's like, yeah, this is my pool boy. But that would be such a great balance, too. Old and young and, like, merging those ideas together. Get over here, little Pete. You give your speech now, little Pete. Mayor Pete is, he really is an exceptional person. Yeah, he's a service member. Fucking Rhodes Scholar? Jesus. Fucking Rhodes Scholar, man? Fucking Rhodes Scholar? Didn't didn't come out until he was 35? He's younger than us? He's exactly my age. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's exactly my age. Isn't that crazy? Yes. <laughs> I don't think he was a raging alcoholic in his 20s. Like, like you, girl. And your boy. <laughs> What's up? Everything is food, y'all. <laughs> oh, Pete Buttigieg, did you have some good ideas today? Because we had this one. Everything is food. I was like, you were not coming out and not involving yourself in sex and relationships. I was getting drunk and fucking everything. Yeah. It's your girl running for press. And guess what? (laughs) Junior year of high school, I was the vice president. Senior year of high school, I was the class treasurer. So I've already done my public service. That's why you didn't go into anything else? Yeah. It's like, why would I need to be that powerful you know i've already been there done that so speaking of service uh you and i attended a 12-step meeting for money today wow money we didn't get paid to go there no it's a 12-step program for people with money that have issues with money which according to me everyone has oh yeah even peggy look at her um but oh she looks very cute right now uh but we hadn't been to one of those in a while. Uh, you actually had been to one. I have not been to one in many, many months. That was um, my second one this week. Wow. Wow. So now that we're... Um, I wait for like a medical issue to push me into the arms of this program. Yeah, you're uh, like, break a bone, inseminate, inseminate me, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh-oh, got bigger fish to fry. I better ask for help and support from people that know what's going on. Yeah. How but do you, that was how nice. Do you feel? It was nice. I'm glad that we went. I need to be there. I need help and guidance. I need, need to, to rem- claim your seat. I need to remember that my issues with money are not just like black and white. Uh, I didn't learn how to do this. What's wrong with me? These are spiritual problems. These are spiritual issues. And this country and this world have spiritual issues with money. And uh, I have to be reminded of that, that like it's bigger than how people talk about it. Do you think you'll go again this week? Yeah, I'm going to try and go tomorrow evening, I think. Well, the one over here? 
I wasn't planning on it. I was thinking of going to the one in the city, but maybe I give myself permission to go to the one here in Brooklyn and not venture into the city because that would certainly be easier. I believe I am going to the other group that we met in that has to do with drinking the booze. You're wheezing again. No, I'm just like sitting on the couch at a weird angle. No, these sounds... Those are phlegm sounds. Those are not flim flam sounds. You know what I mean? That's a medical thing. Um, So... We did that today. I'm going to go to yoga soon for the first time in over a month. Wow. She's getting back on track. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. what today is about. It's about getting back on track. Yesterday You're we- You were reading a book in there? Yeah. You know why? Because I cannot, my phone is driving me insane. Phones are poison. Yeah. I, today was just one of those wake up call days and I'll have more because I'll, I'll slip and I'll fall, you know, I'll zone out on my phone. I'll watch too much TV. I'll not go to yoga. I'll not go to this program. But today living in today for today, just for today, uh, I'm reconnecting and I'm plugging back into the things that nourish my soul. Yes. Maxine. Andy Maxine. <laughs> uh, Wait, today triggered you? When were you on your phone today? I didn't say today triggered me, but remember we were talking when we were having yeah, our Thanksgiving turkey sandwiches? Yes, I, I know. And but I was just saying to you in that, during that convert, during that lunch that I'm so sick of my phone yeah. and that it's like driving me insane yeah. and it's making me like physically anxious and uncomfortable with how much I'm like dead in the eyes scrolling. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I picked up my book. Yeah. After I had to do some business emails, I picked up my book. Yeah. I I just finished that book. I, I started reading a, like a month ago, but I finally just like committed to it. The book Three Women. It's a national bestseller. People are loving it. Yeah. But that book, I, I couldn't put it down. And it was so nice to have something to look forward to look at other than my fucking phone, yeah. which also fills me i end up feeling dread i believe is the feeling yes it's like oh god everybody's doing so much stuff what am i doing how come it doesn't measure up to what they're doing and who's this fucking asshole what's he doing why does he think he can do that and meanwhile i'm looking at my best friend you know oh my god or somebody i love oh my god and i'm having those feelings about them i'm like why do i feel that way about that person i love that person What's clogging up my feed these days, which also um, serves to make me feel terrible, is a lot of uh, yogis, primarily white women, doing handstands. Because <laughs> <laughs> my feed is yoga related and feminist and drag queen related. It's like witchy feminism, yoga and drag queens. Yeah, I've actually like unsubscribed from a lot of fashion stuff. Uh, which I don't even think would be that triggering, honestly, because that's like not where my head's at. But I've been thinking a lot about how I wish I was teaching yoga and I was practicing yoga and I haven't been doing it because I haven't felt great and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, here I am, like lost in a series of videos of white women just bopping up on their yeah, hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what am I watching this for? Yeah, totally. Just popping up onto those hands. Doing crazy poses that your girl cannot do. Feeling centered. And I'm like, 
you know. Also, there's a new documentary about what a fucking evil piece of shit Bikram is. So if you're out there and you like Bikram yoga, please stop. Because <laughs> he sucks. So does he g- still profit from those existing? I'm not exactly sure. I actually don't think there are that many Bikram studios anymore. Uh, that was but the it, first one I ever went to. But it it, it is what hot yoga... F- came out of but because Bikram is this like specific sequence that he quote unquote created uh, other hot yoga studios were not allowed to call themselves Bikram unless they were like directly affiliated with him and his school yeah uh, but it's just like it all just comes back to questioning the patriarchy everybody okay mm. a lot of these schools of thought come from dark dark predator like patriarchal places or does it start with a genuine idea a genuine motive that creates that becomes successful and then creates a leader of some kind creates a power a person with power a person is given power because their idea becomes successful and then they become power drunk and they're like not only is this thing I invented successful, but it attracts tons of beautiful women and I yeah. would like to have sex with them now. Uh, yeah, it's both. I think it's both. I mean, the whole thing, uh, we are all over the place, but, you know, it's all related. If you really think about the connection. I mean, in the end, man, we're just talking about Peggy here. <laughs> Who's so good at yoga. It's amazing. Her downward dog is incredible. There's nothing like it. Uh, but... Yoga, the popular forms of yoga as we know it. And the whole point of me even talking about this is that there's a documentary about Bikram that I have not watched yet because I'm like, I think it's just going to upset me too much. But I think that's so good, by the way. These things that you're recognizing, you know what, that's going to make me too angry. And you willfully decide I'm not going to watch that. Like you haven't watched uh, on what is it called? The, the narrative series, the dramatization about the rape. Oh, the yeah. campus no rape. Way. What is it called? I don't know. It's on something. I've had I, people tell me it's actually not that good. Huh. But anyway, you've been like, yeah, I can't watch that. That's going to upset me too much. And I think that's really good. I mean, when honestly, when we were hearing an interview about it it's on something on NPR. Uh, you were like, please turn those off. Because it wasn't just like, it's going to upset me. I felt really triggered by it. Like it actually was giving me like a physical reaction, which I then had to go talk to my therapist about. (laughs) So, uh, you know, um, but I think it is important that things like that are made. And I think more and more is, is coming out about yoga and that, uh, it's not just that there's, problematic like predatorial leaders in these worlds but also that they're forcing people's bodies to do things that are not necessarily safe because of these these leaders that told us many years ago that it was safe or that uh these poses themselves will will lead to spiritual enlightenment which is like really not the case yeah uh, and a lot of these poses are based on male bodies, mm. but are practiced more often than not by 
female bodies and are not like adapted for those reasons. And so that's like another part of all of this. Follow, follow Alex O'Dare on Instagram. If you care about this shit, she is really smart and, uh, a bitch on wheels and, and a hysterical person and a hysterical person and like has been doing yoga and teaching it for like over 20 years and really puts all these people on blast yeah. <laughs> for like how full of shit they are. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm going back to yoga tonight. Female teacher obs. <laughs> it is going to be more of a restorative class because she needs to restore. Yeah. Okay. She needs to restore. Well, I hope you have a great time. It's been a restorative day. And yesterday yesterday was, re- <laughs> was very restorative. Yesterday was restorative in a different way. We watched movies. We ate trash. We cuddled. We farted. It was great. Oh, my God. My farts. Wow. Wow. You know it's love and partnership I, when you're these surviving were, those. These were divorce-worthy farts. <laughs> like, I farted so bad, divorce papers showed up to the house. I guess that's a great thing about Peg is that she is just, she don't care. She's oh, like, she, it's no, food. She likes, yeah, she's, she's, like, like, she's like, is something cooking? <laughs> Everything is food. <laughs> she's like, mm, that smells good. Who put something on? And I'm like, hide your kids. This is burning. This is like, this is like Terminator 2, the scene where there's nuclear war and everyone is set aflame on the playground. Yeah, I saw one of my farts made you break out in hives. It was horrible. <laughs> but also, we had such a nice day of just la- maxing, relaxing. We watched the latest episode of Watchmen on HBO Go, and then we watched the Watchmen film. Oh, my God. Which is three hours long. As soon as we purchased the rental, we were like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is three hours, which took us four hours. So we had to pause and discuss and fart. <laughs> <laughs> I watched an episode of The Spy with Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, so boring. I watched uh, a third of Zodiac while you fell asleep. Yep. A lot of content yesterday. Yeah, my hun was like, you know what I'm going to do while she's falling asleep? Get into some murder. Yeah, let's try some serial killing. Back to what I love, murder. Crimes. Um... Guys, I want to say a special thank you to all of our fans that came to my show in Astoria, Queens Friday night. I believe they were all Who Cares About Ross and Patrick fans. Really? Because we sold out. Every seat was filled. I guess I should have gone. My co-producer and I (laughs) made a little bit of money. We were able to pay all the comics. uh, And I really believe it's because I mentioned my performance dates here on the podcast. Wow. Thanks so much, everybody. So I can't wait to see you all tonight, Sunday night in the East Village at Climate Lounge at 1030. Because wow. I mentioned that date last week on the show. 1030 uh, on a rainy Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be packed. going to be exciting. Climate uh, Lounge, huh? You haven't been there in a tick. Yeah, there's some guys producing shows now there. Uh, and every time I go in there, I get PTSD. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. And I'm like, I don't know if I even want to be in this place. But uh, <laughs> that's comedy, baby. Isn't it amazing how places can create PTSD? But truly, I don't know where these people came from Friday night in Astoria, but we literally, like, it's the most packed that show's been in a long time. And I don't know if if anybody actually listens to this. uh, Thanks for coming. It was like such a treat and a joy and a pleasure. And it felt good. 
treat, joy, pleasure. Get into it. But yeah, speaking of PTSD, you had a stress dream last night about a former employer. Jesus Christ. It was detailed. <laughs> like, it was traumatic because it was so realistic. Like you were there. I'm doing the computer. I'm taking orders. Where I'm at? looking at floor charts. Uh, I don't know if I want to say. I don't want to even give it power. You know, like well, I. Rem- what was the job? What I rem- kind of work? Oh, is it? waiting tables. Of course, that's what my my service industry dreams are. What haunts haunts my memories and my my sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so detailed. Like probably the most detailed. Like. I, at one point, like I'm looking at a menu with a customer and they're like, oh, I'm going to take the shawarma. And I'm like, okay, but just so you know, when you order shawarma, it's going to be about 40 to 45 minutes to come out. Like what? Like details. Why does the shawarma take longer? Cause don't I don't they just remember. Shave the meat I don't remember. Uh, and just like people ordering tea and like that's such an extra step and I have to like get the tea pots like just fucking details and you said it went on very long too right it felt like it went on the whole shift like a full shift like a full shift and like somebody gave me a gift certificate for a bill and I had to get a manager to sign it like the minutiae and were there real people in it uh there were a couple well yeah there were a couple real people in it but a lot of it was like new people worked there that were just like not as fun yeah but like people's faces i've never seen that like were fully realized in the dream and were names and like they they had their whole like they were just like I was meeting new people at a new job. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I actually, I worked here like 12 years ago, but I, I'm starting to work here again. <laughs> like what the fuck? Clock, you're clocking in on the oh old timey. God. Yeah, like I had to like go up to old timey card that gets punched. I had to go to the owner and I'm like, what's my code to log into the computer again? Like just a nightmare. That like, sounds terrible. It's so terrible. Like, what is going on in this brain? I'm trying to think of what would be the worst job for me to have to go back to in a dream or a nightmare. I I, I think the worst job I ever had was just like a few days at one job when I, I worked at a hardware store in high school. And the summer before I went to college or the summer before senior year of high school, one of those summers... They were, they had, kept hiring me outside of the store to help them move. They were moving homes. They were constructing a home and simultaneously moving out like of there. the owners. Yeah. <laughs> were hiring you for private work yeah. outside of the I was store. Just, it was just like labor type stuff. And yeah. the worst part of it was I had to go up in the attic of this barn where they had cars oh, and machines. Oh, I remember that you telling me this. Yeah. And they were like, all you have to do is go up with this shop vac and vacuum up like a half an inch of bat shit off of everything. <laughs> Which is definitely toxic. Yeah. Well, I had a mask and stuff. They okay. were like good about that. And he was like, it's the daytime. So the bats should stay asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and there's literally hundreds of bats hanging off and the you're ceiling. On a, loud a fucking vacuum. Back. Oh my God. And I was like, that two. Is- that um, is the thing nightmares are made of. Yeah. I was like too shy, too much of a people pleaser to be like, I'm not doing that. And I fucking did it. I, I I feel like it was 
three days worth. It might have been literally ten minutes worth. And are of you doing just like it. keep looking up? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you just like like constantly looking up, looking down, and a lot of the just vacuuming like full anxiety the oh, whole time. <laughs> a lot of what had to be vacuumed was plastic sheeting that was like draped over things because all the bad shit they just put plastic on top of stuff. So, and when you vacuum plastic, like it just gets throw out the plastic stuck on the stuff. Oh my god! And it's just dozens of bats flying all over the place horrifying wow horrifying oh and the other worst part of that summer was i had to dig a trench like a like a foot deep in the ground and maybe six inches wide to lay electrical piping like conduit underground and uh none of us realized that i was hatcheting because i was using a hatchet i was using all these different tools to get through all the stone and rock and nobody realized that the roots of the trees that I was like hatcheting through, we were roots for poison ivy trees. <gasps> so I just ended up with poison ivy up to my shoulders. Oh my God. The fresh juice from the roots just getting all over me. Man, we had different childhoods. So if I, yeah, if I had a nightmare, it would probably be that like day after day after day. Like I was doing barista work. And you were like digging trenches and like tilling hay. Yeah, I wasn't tilling, tilling bailing. And bailing. I, I only did one single day of that. That work was too hard for me. My brother did hundreds of days of that. Uh, it's nuts. Yeah, I, I actually crave that work again. Like, I really want to paint apartments right now. So if you need an apartment painted. Oh, my God. Don't listen to him. My rate Nobody is, listen to him. My rate is $500 a day, though. So. <laughs> and I only work six hour shifts. Yeah. And I literally only want to do it once to satiate myself. Uh, I got to go. You got to go to yoga? Yeah, I got to go to yoga. Well, I just want to speak something out to the universe. I was oh. sharing with you earlier on Sunday, December 29th. I'll be performing at QED Astoria for probably like an hour, maybe even an hour and 15. I have the space for uh, like a 90 minute show shift. I'll probably have somebody come open. And then I'm going to work out this show idea I have about... Uh, Ross and our journey together, my personal journey. Uh, I'll talk about uh, uh, all sorts of interesting topics. Uh, a lot of which we've discussed here. Yeah. So uh, I have a lot of fear about putting this out in a comedy package. And, uh, but I also feel like this is uh, something that I really care about. And mm -hmm. I, um, I've been enjoying doing small versions of on shows and these stories that I've been working on and, I'm going to put it all together, give it a crack as one big, long one man show. So uh, please do come out to that if you're free over the holidays. Um, I was thinking about asking Ross if maybe there's a way to uh, roll in a Q&A component to it. Ooh. And uh, maybe we can record it and see if it sounds like something that might work on a podcast or something. Love it. Um, but I don't know what exactly it will be, uh, but that will be Sunday December 29th, uh, 8.30 p.m. in Astoria, Queens. Um, so if any of my fans who were there Friday night are listening Hello, right now. fans. Are any of my fans listening? By the way, I'm totally smiling, and I, I don't think that's who those people Hun, were. you cheesing. Yeah, I'm cheesing. Everything's food. Uh, <laughs> good night. Thanks for listening. And Thanks we, for listening. We hope you have a great holiday, y'all. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Shit. 
Uh, don't forget that, you know, white people slaughtered Native Americans, but also enjoy oh, time with your family. Shut up. Enjoy time with your family, but oh, let's not... shut up. Let's not... Uh, Let's not forget that we romanticize this holiday, but be grateful and be kind to your family. Uh, we didn't check in about baby stuff at all. Ross is still pregnant. Yep. What? How big is it? Ten weeks. Uh, it weighs the size of a quarter and uh, is the size of a strawberry. Wow. And uh, we'll... Uh, we don't want to talk about it too much in front of Peggy because she's like... <laughs> Everything's food. <laughs> um, and we'll probably find out some more information in the coming weeks. I have some doctor's appointments coming up. Poking um, and prodding. And uh, we're headed to Connecticut to visit my family and uh, may record something with good old Dave Martineau. Oh, yeah. We got to bring the gear. Might be recording something. Uh, so everyone, happy holiday. Happy Enjoy holidays. time with your fam, chosen or otherwise. And we'll see you on the flippity flip. Yeah. And feel free to leave a little review or a rating because nobody did last week. So. <laughs> Not that I'm checking obsessively or anything. Okay, bye. Good night. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.